Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. song uh, by the title of Perfection by my in-studio guest, Ollie London. Ollie London is a, uh, a fascinating person, not only uh, endlessly entertaining, but the subject of international fascination and interest in the world of uh, social media. Uh, we have spoken a number of times, and um, I, I think a lot of our audience is still trying to make heads or tails uh, about Ollie London. Ali, thanks so much for uh, coming in studio. It's great to see you again. Great to see you again. Thanks for having me back, Frank. Ali, the last time that you were here, you described uh, how you were um, essentially non-binary, and we also described you as transracial, right? Now, you have, and this has been well-documented on a whole bunch of different television specials and all over the news, you have undergone a number of plastic surgeries. About how many? I think it's about 32 now. I've actually lost count. But since I last saw you, I think I've had maybe about 15 more surgeries. Now, I, 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 I think the initial reaction that a lot of people have when – and you're a young person. Mm. How old are you? Uh, 32. 32. Yeah. So um, the, considering over 30 plastic surgeries, some of which have been pretty serious, at such a young age, a lot of folks are going to view that as an indication of uh, being troubled. Mm. Um, or uh, an indication of perpetual attention-seeking, right? Mm-hmm. What, uh, not that you're your own <laughs> psychoanalyst, but how would you respond to each of those? One, that it's an indication of being troubled, and two, that this is just about attention-seeking. Well, I agree with the first one because I really have been troubled in the sense that I've always hated the way I looked. I've always had kind of self-confidence issues. I was just always very deeply unhappy. So I admit that I have troubles in in the sense of with my identity and how I looked and I think that's one of the reasons why you know I thought maybe I can change and be Korean maybe I can make myself more beautiful and then I even this year I became like a trans woman and I was like okay that's not right that's not for me I know you can't change biology I was just thinking maybe I can feel better about myself um and yeah I've just realized that was wrong and in, in terms of attention seeking you know I'm not after attention you know I get so much hate online like you know sharing my story I'm actually doing it to try and help people you know, kids that might have gender dysphoria, uh, especially in some schools in America, kids are being taught to change and transition their gender from a very young age. So I'm trying to speak up for that. I'm getting all the hate for that. But, you know, I, I take on the hate. They're even calling you. People. So now you're um, 
back detransitioning back mm. to male just to be myself yeah okay yeah. and so uh, some folks have even called you transphobic mm-hmm. because you were non-binary and now you're detransitioning back to male when you say you're hoping to tell your story so that other folks um c- you know can learn from it are you are you saying that you hope that younger people listening to you, seeing you on social media, don't rush into something like a gender reassignment surgery? Yeah, you know, obviously I've been for it. I'm an adult. I've struggled with identity issues. I've struggled with kind of being unhappy. And, you know, I've put my body and face through a lot of, you know, suffering. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of recovery time. It's a lot of time out of my life. So I'm just here now, you know, in hindsight to warn young people, you know, don't go through these surgeries, but also just be happy the way you're born. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all God's creatures. Just be happy. You know, don't don't be going into something that you're going to regret, you know. And that's why I think it's wrong that teens and kids are being pushed in some schools and some medical institutes to transition and have double mastectomies, have puberty blockers. I, it's not right when you're a kid. Do you, so does that mean, given uh, this uh, sense of acceptance, which, you know, I completely agree with you on, obviously, that you're encouraging folks to... Uh, you know, keep in mind that you're done with plastic surgery for a while. Um, I never like to promise things. Um, but yeah, I've definitely reached the point now where I'm very, very happy. I'm kind of content, but I'm also seeing regret. You know, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm thinking, why did I do this to myself? Why can't I just get back to who I was? So I'm really trying to find myself. I've actually been going to church, I've actually become Christian in the last few months. And that's actually helped me have some direction in my life because I was lost. I was troubled. I was so unhappy and I was just trying to become something that I'm not. It was reported, I think Fox News reported, that you had spent – that it had cost about $300,000 to go through these extensive surgeries to look like essentially a Korean woman. Is that an accurate number? Yes, yes. So that was over – since 2013, so all the surgeries. So, um, yeah, 32 surgeries, but also the filler, Botox. And as a Korean woman, it was so much maintenance, the hair extensions, the clothes and stuff. I can imagine. That was very expensive, so – yeah, I'm saving money being a boy again. <laughs> <laughs> you had told us before, and we're talking with uh, Ali London. You could follow him on uh, on Instagram uh, and a wide variety of other social uh, media platforms. You had told us before that the impetus for this initially was your fondness for K-pop and one K-pop performer. That's Korean pop music, if people don't know. And one uh, specific Korean performer um, specifically. Who Jimin. was it? Yeah, so Jimin. Yeah. So um, are you still hope uh, considering yourself Korean, for instance? So I still am obsessed with Korea. I'm still obsessed with K-pop. But I did realize again earlier this year um, that I was a little bit too obsessed. It was very unhealthy. Um, you know, some people think I'm crazy. I think I'm crazy as well. But um, it was a very unhealthy obsession. And I've realized that I actually did issue a public apology to Jimin Um and, you know, I just felt bad that I was too obsessed. But there's so many fans out there that are crazy about Jimin. So many fans, they have, like, posters of him everywhere. They do so many crazy things. Um, so, you know, I'm not that abnormal in the K-pop world. But, you know, I, I'm I'm just trying to find myself. And, yeah, I've just realized, you know, can't change my identity. Let me just find happiness from within. And I'm feeling great at the moment. Well, that's wonderful. I'm mm. so happy to hear that, you know, really for your own self-contentment. Um, let me play you a small portion of some of the substantial criticism that's out there online about you and invite you to respond to it. This is from a YouTuber by the name of Edvasian, 
who or Ed V Asian, I think, um, <laughs> who was very critical, who has been fine. very critical of you many different times. Here's mm. a small portion of that criticism. 20 different versions of the same person have come out. And if Ollie London had a factory reset button, we wouldn't even know which is the default setting. Which one of these is the original iPhone model? Actually, scratch that. Not iPhone, not even Samsung. I think they would prefer being one of these Asian toy phones based on their interests. We really do live in a society where you can pay to play another race if you have the means. What um do, do you do your feelings get hurt when you see this degree of criticism from you f- across the spectrum? Well, I'm so used to it, but to be honest, since I was on Tucker Carlson the other day, I've actually had today thousands of death threats. I had someone on tweet publicly a picture of a noose telling me to hang myself. So it's... Because they view you as transphobic? Yeah, so ironically, even though I was trans, even though I'm a big supporter of the LGBT community, because I detransitioned and shared that to try and help people, I am now transphobic, I am racist, you know, I'm all these things, anything phobic, they're labelling me as that, and yeah, they're sending me death threats, like thousands of death threats, and, you know, I've got so many messages telling me to kill myself, and I'm thinking, what's the point of spreading hate, you know, I'm trying to, you know, you might not agree with me sharing my story, whatever, but if I can help kids, if I can stop these transitional surgeries in kids, you know, that's a good thing. It's not transphobic to, you know, want to protect kids, it's not transphobic to want to, you know, speak up for this radical gender ideology that's being taught in schools in America, no, I'm just trying to do a good thing. And if, if people don't agree, that's their their opinion. But, you know, don't call me transphobic. Don't call me all these names. So you think this is an ideological thing? Uh, absolutely. I think there's um, a lot of school boards uh, and medical institutes that, um, you know, benefit from pushing this agenda on kids. I mean, you know, if you look at China, China wants America to break down. China has TikTok to kind of almost dumb down the population and they want to break down the family unit. So it's beneficial to countries like china if america kind of breaks down if people are fighting over pronouns if people are fighting over gender and you know if if uh boys you know are demasculated and you know they're eroding the alpha male they want you know to create confusion so people aren't strong enough to kind of question um what's going on in the world uh by the way if people have questions for ali london they're welcome to call in 800-848-9222 that's 1-800-848-9222 what's next for you personally professionally what's the next chapter in your life so i'm actually going in quite a different direction so i've really become involved in kind of activism try and speak up for particularly women that are kind of being silenced by um certain trans activists and also kids so I've been spending a lot of time in Washington, D.C., meeting with uh, politicians, political advisors. And I actually want to move into politics um, over the next few years and just, you know, use my platform to spread good, to try and help people, to try and, you know, to protect women's voices that so many women are being silenced. You know, so many women are being threatened that they can't even speak their minds. You know, if a self-identifying male goes into their restroom, you know, they can't say anything. Same with the swimming same with the sports, you know. So I just want to kind of do campaigning for that and move into politics. Um, what would you say to the parents of a twelve-year-old, uh, thirteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old who has just been told by their child that uh, even though they were born male, they don't identify that way? They believe that they should be a female, and they want to go forward with this uh, with this reassignment surgery. And they're reiterating that to their parents day in and day out. Their parents want their child to be happy. They've seen other people go through this transition. What do you say to those parents? Well, you know, parents always want the best for their kids. And, you know, most teenagers do struggle with identity issues. And it's a really hard time for them, you know. So we really need to give them the utmost sympathy and support. And, you know, 
Uh, the conversation is between a parent and a child. It's not between a teacher telling a child to change their pronouns or whatever. It's between the parent and the child. Um, but, you know, I think kids just need reassurance. They need to be reassured that, you know, uh, a lot of the time, the feelings they might have as a teenager, as an adult, it's going to be completely different. You know, once they hit 18 or 21, they'll find happiness within. And, you know, that comes with time and experience. So I would just say to the parents, you know, just be really kind of understanding of the kids, you know, don't judge them. But just, you know, try to help them navigate that time. And, you know, I'm sure as they get older, they will, you know, just be happy with who they were born as. In terms of um, in terms of the ideology that you spoke about, that's uh, leading to uh, children and young people, young adults going down this path. There was a, a poll recently that showed um, the group with the largest number of folks that identify as LGBTQ or non-binary was uh, Generation Z. It seems like the younger the 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 age of someone, the more likely they are to identify as non-binary or something else. Um, do you think that's a byproduct of the ideology that you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. I think with social media and with the education system, you know, it's pushing these ideas on kids to be more fluid and change their pronouns and stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of people just do it because they're kind of feeling bad about their lives or they want attention. You know, some people, you know, they create a whole drama online about, oh, if you don't respect my pronouns, you know, you're a racist or you're transphobic or whatever. And I think, you know, a lot of these kids are just crying out for attention, you know, and that's the, the generation, unfortunately. So I hope um, things will change in the future. But, yeah, I definitely think with social media, it's, it's you know, like TikTok, it's kind of like almost trying to dumb down society. You know, I'm obsessed with TikTok. We all are. But um, I do think that's harmful to children, um, and I do think they are being pushed this ideology and confusing them. You know, they're being told there's 500 pronouns, it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that. That's why I was like, you know what, I'll be Korean, why not, if everyone else can have mm-hmm. a million different pronouns. So that's why I didn't see the problem in that. But suddenly there was a problem in that, and then I became trans woman, and then there was no problem with that. They started celebrating it. So definitely think Generation Z have a lot of confusion with identities. And I think, you know, they just need to get back to basics and just, you know, how it used to be 30, 40 years ago. Oh, talking with Ali London, uh, you can uh, call in if you have a question, 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. What do you make of the criticism that uh, somebody like J.K. Rowling has had to endure. She, of course, is the author of uh, one of the best-selling book series in history, Harry Potter, and she has been somebody that has been labeled by some as uh, anti-trans or transphobic. You think there's any merit to that? I'm I'm a big fan of J.K. Rowling. You know, she's done such an incredible thing, creating her books, giving happiness to millions and millions of people, Um, and the hate she received is so uncalled for. I mean, all she did is originally send a tweet saying that, you know, uh, trans men can't menstruate or have a period, which is just a fact. It's just a scientific, biological fact. And because she said that she has trans activists outside her house sending her death threats, threatening to kill her, they published her address online, she gets bombarded with hate. But luckily, there's a lot of women now speaking up and supporting her. And slowly, you know, we're taking the power back from these people. But yeah, I'm a big supporter of her. And I think she's speaking her mind. She's entitled to her opinion. And she's a champion for women. What would you say to someone that's an adult? I'm thinking of... Uh... Caitlyn Jenner, obviously, Mm. is the best known example, but also other folks that people may be familiar with, like Chaz Bono, Mm. who decide as adults that they want to transition to 
another gender. What would you say to those folks? You know, I think um, my issue is with kids and teens transitioning. You know, if you're an adult, you want to do something with your life that makes you happy or you feel you're born in the wrong body, you know, go for it. You know, if that makes you happy. But my issue is with teens and kids being pushed this. But again, I think we all need to find happiness how we're born. But, you know, I can't speak for other people. They might be feeling different inside. Um, so, you know, people like Caitlin Jenner, you know, I can see that she's very happy and that's an amazing thing. And, you know, I support people being happy. I was talking uh, about the situation involving Ariana Grande a couple months ago, and I was saying how I've, I've lost track of what gender she identifies as now. Honestly, I don't remember if she currently identifies as female or non-binary, but I said I think gender should be more than about you just announcing to the world, I'm male, I'm female, I'm non-binary, and I was surprised that I got a lot of email and a lot of social media feedback from folks that say, no, that's exactly what gender is. Gender is how you identify to the world. It doesn't matter um, what sort of genitalia you were born with. doesn't matter how many Y chromosomes you have, how many X chromosomes. It's all about how you view the world. And if someone decides on Monday they're male and on Tuesday they're female, that's just fine. I'm curious, as somebody that is now identifying differently than you did the last time I saw mm-hmm. you, how do you view gender? What is gender? I mean, you know, I just look at it in the traditional sense as, you know, that there's two sexes, male or female. You know, I again, I, I support trans people. If people want to be trans as an adult, that's absolutely fine. You know, I, again, I said I was Korean because I was like, why not? You know, right, everyone, sure. else, everyone else is making up a different gender every day. I, would, I know it's not a gender, but I'll say I'm Korean. But, you know, I get people feel differently. You know, I've been trapped in the wrong body. I've been confused a lot. So I get it. You know, people have different identities. But, you know, I think if that makes people happy, that's fine. But don't push all that ideology on other people, you know, like sending abuse to people if they get wrong pronouns mm-hmm. or trying to push this into society like gender neutral toilets when, you know, it's it, it's a very small percentage of the population that believe in all these things. And they're trying to push it on the majority. And it's, you know, it's taken away women's rights. Interesting. So, uh, mm. By the way, I misspoke earlier uh, a minute ago. It was not Ariana Grande. It was Demi Lovato mm, that had so. changed uh, genders. So it's Demi Lovato. I'm not sure of her gender status. Uh, so uh, apologies to everybody that I've just offended. Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, the females, the non-binaries, everybody. Um, what do you think is driving this? Given the fact that it, you, what you just described I think is accurate by any any measure, that it's a very small percentage of the population that engages in gender transitioning, uh, being transgendered, transsexual, whatever the case may be, that's concerned about using gender-neutral um, bathrooms. Yeah. It seems like as society, we are spending an enormous amount of time discussing this, dealing with this legislatively, dealing with this in the world of sports. Why is society spending so much time on something that affects so few people? You know, I think there are far more important things in the world, like what's going on in Ukraine, all the poverty across, you know, uh, Africa and stuff. So there's so many bad things going on in the world. Why can't we focus on that? You know, why can't we focus on the growing threat China has against Taiwan? Why can't we focus on these things, you know, rather than fighting? So I think it's kind of designed to distract people from what's really going on. Because, I mean, you see the amount of fighting and abuse that goes on line sure. between, you know, trans activists and women's activists. And it's like it's a constant thing and it dominates the headlines. It dominates the news. And you think, you know, is this really the most important issue in the world when there's people dying in Ukraine? Do any of your friends from when you identified as non-binary and Korean 
and now that you're detransitioning and identifying as as a male, do any of your friends not want to be friends with you anymore? Yeah, I don't really have many friends. Um, but, you know, it's I, I just prefer to keep a few close friends by. But, yeah, I've had so many people, you know, from my past that always try to say bad things about or sell stories to me, uh, sell stories to the media, you know, basically saying rubbish things online about me and stuff. So it's kind of sad that people would turn their back on someone. That's for sure. You know, yeah. just because I'm honest, I share my story. I hope I can help people and stuff. I'm honest and I don't expect everyone to uh, agree with what I do. You know, it's fine. But, you know, I don't agree with what other people do. But, you know, that's life. You know, we're allowed to have discussion. We're allowed to have opinions. We're allowed to live our lives and stuff. So, yeah, I've definitely had a lot of people kind of abandon me. But, you know, I'm, it doesn't affect me. I'm, I feel like I'm on a mission now to help other people. What um, caused your awakening in terms of uh, religion? Um, so I was really lost. I was really like I got to a point where I just done more and more surgeries. I had 11 facial procedures in one day. Oh. And I was like, why am I doing this? I looked in the mirror after a few months and I was like, why am I never happy? I'm always looking in the mirror. I'm never, ever happy. You know, am I just going to keep doing surgery? It's never going to make me happy. So how can I change that? And then I went to a church. I thought, you know, I was lost. I thought maybe I can find some happiness here or, you know, give me some peace of mind. And it was a really positive experience. So then I started going back again and again. Um, I've been reading the Bible. Like I'm really reading it every day. I've uh, met different priests talking about um christianity and catholicism and i do want to get baptized at some point um probably later next year but yeah it's just you know i was lost and i needed direction and it's uh you know in christianity is a very positive force and there's a lot of great teachings in the bible about jesus so i think i needed that positivity and it's kind of changed my mindset and made me realize you know all these changes are meaningless you know it's mm. it's what you know how god made us all just just be who we're born to be there's going to be all sorts of people in the um listen, in the listening audience that are hearing this and are are cynical and skeptical they're going to be of the opinion oh okay this is ali london just trying to pivot to a new audience uh anti trans Christian conservatives, and this is just a new way of being a social media influencer with a a different group. Uh What would you say to those folks? Again, like I'm just a very honest person. Like however I feel in my life, I will share that. So, you know, I've changed. I want to be a better person. I'm trying to help people. You know, I'm trying to redeem myself. So I have a – I'm very blessed to have a very big platform. You know, I have like 2 million followers across social media. I want to use that now for good. You know, I've realized that what I was doing before, plastic surgery, it's it's meaningless. You know, it's not a positive thing mm. to be spreading in the world. So, you know, I've had that realization that I want to do something good. So that's why now I'm trying to speak up for something that I'm passionate about. And I think a majority of people in America do agree with me that you know, we shouldn't be teaching kindergarten students these things. We should just let them get an education. So – you know, I just feel like I need to do something good in the world. I was, you know, just so focused on looks and plastic surgery and things mm. that weren't important. And, you know, I want to help people. A lot of folks will are saying that what you're doing now, using your experiencing to uh, of detransitioning to talk about this, is working to remove safe, effective and vital trans youth health care. What do you say to those folks? You know, I believe that women should feel safe. You know, I believe women, when they use restrooms or locker rooms, they should feel safe. Um, They shouldn't have to worry about, you know, somebody self-identifying as a man that comes in there to assault them. 
Uh, that is a big issue. But, and we've seen that. And we've seen that many times. Um, but, you know, I also am very sympathetic to trans people because I know it's a really difficult. Um, you know, I was trans for six months. It was very, very difficult mm. um, to to live like that. Um, so I have sympathy for them. But again, you know, we shouldn't be um, using a small group of people to push away from you know women and, and girls. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's important to be sensitive to these people. It's important to be sensitive to everyone and, and respect them. Um, but, um, you know, they also need to be more kind to women and more understanding because there's a lot of trans activists that are very abusive online and, you know, they have a lot of anger because mm. of their self-identity. They express that anger and it's not the right way to do it. So, you know, I hope they can find happiness. Ollie London, it is always a treat to have you in studio. We'll see you the next time you're in town. Thank you so much. Good Appreciate luck it. with this new chapter. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is The Other Side of Midnight. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you're welcome to do so. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.